Hello, you gorgeous beings. My name is Felicity Malay, and this is Fierce Gentle, the Courageous Voice podcast, where we reclaim voice, courage, and power through conversations and poetry. I want to acknowledge that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Wandry people of the Kulin Nation, that this is and always will be Aboriginal land. Hello, you divine dumplings, and welcome back to episode two of Fierce Gentle, the Courageous Voice podcast. This episode, I'm actually getting to interview someone that I've been fanboying on for a while. Uh, I see them on their social medias and originally saw them in an online TV show called These Thems, which is an incredible show for the representation of gender diverse and queer people. In the episode today, uh, we delve into what it means to explore and live your truth courageously, especially in the world that doesn't represent you in the media that often. It is about living courageously as marginalised people and also about being a good ally. Vico shares their experience as a queer performer, the intersection of his gender identity and her identity as a Puerto Rican, and we also touch on polydating as a person in the spotlight and with a touch of dismantling the patriarchy and a lick of self-care and wholesome vibes, this episode is truly fierce gentle in its nature. Enjoy. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, Vika. How are you doing? Hey, hey. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> You're so welcome. So I'm going to give a quick overview um, why I've invited you onto this show, onto Fierce Gentle, because um, I've been following you on socials for a while, slightly like fanboying on you occasionally, <laughs> because who wouldn't? Um, but there is... There's so much in you that I see that links with the kind of fierce, gentle mindset for me. Mm. Fierce, gentle being this way of showing up with like real understanding of what the boundaries are for ourselves and the world and also a real gentleness and care with that. You've got a real playfulness to you. And as far as this idea of the courageous voice, as, you know, a gender fluid person myself, it's so beautiful to see other people out there sharing their truths and their voices so publicly. So for me, having you here on this podcast is like the perfect match for me. Oh, snap. That's so sweet. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm so excited um, that we connected on Instagram and uh, look at us now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'd like to slide in actually with how I first met you, which is, well, not met you. <laughs> I met you. You didn't meet me through watching <laughs> these thems, um, which my, my partners at the time connected me onto it because they were like, Felicity, you're going to really, really love this. What was, tell me, tell everybody a little bit about these thems and your journey with these thems. Oh my gosh. Um, so these thems follows the, the journey of four friends in New York city. And, um, it follows the storyline of Gretchen, uh, who is a brand uh, newly out lesbian uh, who befriends Vero, a non-binary, uh, later to be known as the straight whisperer, uh, because they find in Gretchen a way to become a queer educator. Um, and then Vero's best friend, uh, Asher, 
who's a uh, trans man but is not out in the office, starts having a crush on Gretchen's best friend, um, uh, Kevin, who is a gay man who's never dated a trans guy before. So it's all this, like, it's be- it's a truly a, a beautiful web series that is written by, it's for and with the queer community. It's a celebration of our community and our diversity. And uh, I know um, Gretchen is writing season two with... Um, Shonda Sani, who plays Asher, and uh, T.L., who plays T.I. on the series as well. Uh, and we're really pushing for even more diversity and just keep, because there's so there's so much uh, uh, diversity in our, in our queer community. So uh, we just want to keep on bringing, I mean, it, the show has so much to give because there is so much of us that we can give. Um, and we will infinitely be able to give because I think something really beautiful about being queer is that we're in this constant, um, uh, evolution, you know, we're constantly evolving and, and transforming our energy and and it's so beautiful to see. So this show can really keep on growing. So, um, that's season one. Um, and, uh, I'm excited to, to share season two whenever we start filming. So, (laughs) Yeah, I'm this this point about the queer community changing constantly. I mean, you know, I've been out since I was twelve. I'm in my mid thirties now, um, and 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 it really has been changing. It really has been changing. And when people come to me and they're like, "Oh, I can't keep up with all of the the L's and the G's and the B's and the T's and the Q's," and I'm like, "No, nah, neither can I. Don't worry about it." Just, yeah, true. I, I think that's that's truly it. You know, like I feel like once at least like my first coming out was my sexuality. Then later my second coming out was my gender. And then like after that one, a little bit after I was like, I think this is the it is that it's always going to be changing. It's always going to be something new, something new to discover and allowing myself to continue discovering, uh, new versions of myself and, um, and other folks. So I think that's the beauty of that, right? It's acknowledging that, hey, it's always changing and it's it always will be changing. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. And for you, I mean, I, for me, seeing a show that was by and for the queer community that wasn't just, you know, I was brought up, the first queer shows that I saw was Queer as Folk, the British version, which was, I think, the, it might be, it might not have been the original, but in my mind, as a British person, it was the original Queer as Folk. <laughs> and I loved it. I saw so much of myself in there. But at the time didn't really see anyone who looked like me. It was just the fact that there was same-sex attraction going on that represented me. How was it? For, how is it for you as an actor, um, a queer actor, to be in shows like that, to be creating? Um, it's huge because it's really, I mean, I haven't, I'm like very specific because I'm like, you know, I mean, I'm non-binary, uh, which yes, there's a lot of us who are non-binary, but I'm like Latina. Uh, and it's like, I haven't really seen that much like non-binary Latina representation other than me and Sarah. So like there, <laughs> there really isn't that many of us like on screen. Um, so uh, I've seen myself and other characters here and there throughout my life, uh, but being part of the show and just like being able, oh, Gretchen was also amazing because like, I was like, hey, I mean, this is great in English, um, but like, I want to explore this in Spanish as well. And like, she helped me uh, write the subtitles and I, I uh, included inclusive Spanish in the subtitles, which is something very new and very scary for a lot of people. Um, so uh, it's truly been uh, an honor and uh, a beautiful way to deprogram myself as well in a safe space because 
uh, being from Puerto Rico and having such a binary language and learning non-binary terms in English and English already is kind of like pretty neutral for most of the words. And then how do I translate this in such a binary language that is Spanish and then, and then meeting people who are a gender, non-binary, gender fluid, gender queer in Spanish speaking countries and being like, teach me, let's, let's work together, you know, let's advocate for each other and let's use art in a way to like educate and connect. Uh, so it's, it's, it's been truly, it's been a really beautiful process. Mm, I really enjoyed watching your exploration because I remember when I first kind of, um, connected with you and I made the link between gender fluidity or gender non-binariness, um, and, and the Latino languages, like I, I was brought up, I'm brought up in Britain, but I spent a lot of time hitchhiking around Spain and France, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was learning Spanish through hitchhiking, um, which was cool. a little bit like language of the calle, you know, it was a bit, bit, a bit rough and ready for the mm-hmm. shit that I was learning to say. But this idea that it was masculine or feminine, everything was masculine or feminine. And I remember being introduced to you made my brain just kind of explode for a moment of like, fuck how, how is that for you to be, you know, like the mother tongue to be so binary? Um, I mean, English is pretty binary as well, Yeah, but yeah. It's it's definitely a challenge for sure, for sure. And, um, and a lot of people back home are pushing back. Um, there, there's a lot of folks who are like, this is not okay. You're ruining the language and all that stuff. And it's, and it's kind of just like, you know, that we don't speak the same Spanish that we spoke out even a hundred years ago, you know, even 50 years ago, we don't speak the same Spanish that we used to. It's always constantly evolving. Uh, the language is alive. The language changes with the people for the people, right? Language is there, whether it's verbal or, um, uh, gestures, ASL, BSL, um, sign language in general, you know, like we use these things to express ourselves. And if we cannot express ourselves with what we have, then we just make up new words or new gestures to express it because we are human beings and we want to connect. So it's interesting to see how, (laughs) how folks, uh, react to, (laughs) to it. Um, there's definitely quite a bit of like, um, I mean, if in English, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of people freaking out about they, them, the single, uh, uh, use of they, them, uh, in Spanish, me using ella and the, uh, article le to like, to neutralize my pronouns or using the a to like, uh, nix out the O or the a, uh, it's, it's interesting, but I mean, I, I just use it like as, as if nothing, I don't, I try not to like, I use it all the time and see what people like, wait, to see if they clock it or not. And it's interesting. Cause it's like, they're so scared yeah. of using it. And I'm like, it actually rolls off your tongue. And like it's super interesting easy. what you're saying. Um, I'm not sure if you've frozen or not, actually. Are oh, you did I still freeze? there? Oh, you're frozen as well. My computer is. Uh, you are back. Hi. Hey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, what I was um, about to say then is, see what you're what what's happening in the English language is we're taking something that already existed, the they them, 
that was, you know, that was individual. And I can understand why it's awkward for people because it's usually used in a very dis- disconnected way. It's very disassociated. To use someone that you're close to might feel a bit odd. I get that. I can, I can have empathy with that, even if I don't fully agree with it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but what you're doing, what I'm seeing you're doing, and I'm imagining, I'm hoping you're not the only one doing it, <laughs> is that this, it's, it's kind of, and as a poet, it's so juicy for me because, like, I love I love using my license to fuck with language and to make language work for me. Yes. And what you're doing is you're basically revolutionising the whole language because every, almost every single every single noun in Spanish ends with a or o. Mm-hmm. So putting the e in there means that you are like juicing up a whole language with your identity and Completely I, lo- I fucking love 100. that and it's so cool because it's not just using the a to like make it neutral but I also like to use the a the a to take words that were normally associated with masculinity with the o and then just making them an a you know it's like why can it not be like the future but feminine or the 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 world but feminine why can it be la futura eh, la munda eh, you know like why why not you know or when i talk about the body you know the body is usually associated with masculinity cuerpo right so instead of saying cuerpo i say cuerpa or cuerpe you know like why can it not be those two the two as well um so a lot of people freak out they're like what is happening all the rules and i'm like listen they're, the words are there to play. Let's use them, you know? <laughs> we make the rules. Like, language has always been it's made by humans. We're humans. Here we are making words, making the rules. And I, mm-hmm. I fucking love it. I'm like, I'm getting, my body's getting excited. I'm yes. like, ah, oh, yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so in that, where do I want to go from that? Because that's the piece that I thought that's one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on here really is this kind of revolutionizing culture, queerness and language. Um, but you also, you're also really fucking playful. And that's another reason I lo- I just love you. I think you're awesome to watch because <laughs> I watch your TikTok, uh, I watch your Instagram. And what I see is there's some things that you're so deeply serious about you're so committed to, you're so committed to bringing the Spanish language into everyday context. You're so committed to, I watched you, I've watched you from like, hey, I think I'm going to start doing, um, is it ASL? Is that what you call it in, yeah, in ASL, America? American what, language, um, yeah, ASL, American Sign Language, yeah. We have Auslan over here in, in Australia. So nice. I saw you going, okay, I'm going to start ASL. Same time that I started Auslan lessons as well and I actually reached out, I was like, I'm learning too. I think I did one term and then like lockdown just wiped me out. And I've seen you go from that to just showing up with such commitment as a non, someone who isn't part of the deaf community um, to bring that into your social media presence more. I've seen you um, be so committed with representation and then on the flip side of it you're just like making really funny tiktoks and being really stupid and pretending to be a two-year-old kid and like and shit like that and so that for me is the fierce gender what is you know I just want to hear you talk about that kind of like because to me it speaks to fluidity uh, of self in so many ways and I just like to hear your your unpacking of yourself. Oh my gosh. Um, that's a great, that's a great question. Um, honestly, a lot has to do with the pandemic. Um, I've always been, um, really silly and, uh, really goofy. Um, and I was kind of posting about those things like here and there. Uh, but I wasn't like as, as, um, 
as focused on that. Uh, and it's, it's a bit of, it's a lot of things at the same time. It's both the, the pandemic and really having a lot of time to self-reflect and prioritizing, um, things that, uh, really matter. Um, really putting a stop to all of the, the hustle and I mean, hustling is good quote unquote, but like, I feel like I was in a point where it was like really toxic for me. I was burning both ends of the stick and I didn't really have time to, to really just enjoy, um, myself and learn new things. Uh, so I was kind of just in this like very like uh, cycle of just like work, 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 work. And, um, pandemic starts, everything is put to a stop. I really start like reflecting, journaling, really going within and like really acknowledging the things that I was putting a bandaid on. Um, and a bit of it as well is work. Um, the second the pandemic started, um, like not work as in like busy work, but like my work as an actor, um, when the pandemic started, these then was, was coming out and I started connecting with a lot of queers, especially young queers who were having to isolate with their parents who were not accepting of them. And, um, uh, I was like, Oh shoot, we really, I gotta, I gotta connect and like, and, and be like, Hey, you are valid. You are beautiful. You belong. You deserve to be here. Um, you are magic, um, hang in there, you know? And, uh, and with that, another job I did had me, uh, I had an episode where I was, um, uh, visiting a friend whose father is deaf and my character knew a little bit of ASL. And I was like, Ooh, this is actually like really incredible. And I didn't just learn the lines to, you know, sign with the other actor, but I like was like, I want to make sure that the day that I'm on set, I actually can like chat with the actor who's deaf. I don't want to be like, I just learned my lines in the, that I was supposed to learn. And then that was it and just ignore him. And I was like, no, 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 no. So talking to him, chatting with him, uh, really was like, I need to keep doing this. And I connected with him. I connected with the supervisor who's Puerto Rican and queer. And I was like, we're going to be friends. So I kept practicing with them, uh, once, <laughs> once a week. And, uh, then I was like, I mean, I know I was like, thank you for practicing with me, but like, I also like should like take classes. So that way it's not like your burden to like teach me. Um, cause it, you know, it shouldn't. So I went on and took, started taking ASL classes, which it's with queer ASL, a place, technically in Canada, but because of the pandemic, it's all on Zoom. So it's been really accessible. Um, and I real, I mean, it's, it, it just one thing led to another. And I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, I'm never, I've never captioned my content. I should caption my content. I should absolutely make this more available for everyone. And then just because of the pandemic, I started working on different projects um, that were giving voices to the people that the industry just doesn't give a crap about, unfortunately. And I was like, oh my gosh, like such, I, it just really gave me so many like epiphanies of like, oh my gosh, I have like all this like privilege for being like, you know, able-bodied and, uh, and hearing and all these things. And like, it really put a lot of things into perspective. So I make sure that with, with that and learning that and giving space for that, like I have also kind of been like, how do I make content that continues to connect other folks with me and with them and other folks, uh, and still be playful and still be goofy, uh, but have that in my, in my consciousness. But, you know, I, I'm always learning. I'm always, I'm always deprogramming. There's so many things that I catch myself, like, why did I have that thought? Um, 
let's let's unpack that, right? Um, and it truly has been because, I mean, the pandemic pushed me to that to that space, and it's been really beautiful, uh, and also just so incredibly eye opening. And um, and it's been great. I've connected with so many people that I probably would have never like connect it with that quickly. I feel like I would have maybe eventually met them, but like now I was like, Oh yeah, let's, let's freaking let's do it. Right. Um, and, and I'm excited because now in this like new journey that I'm in, I'm still, I'm very much an actor, but I want to produce. So now I'm like, I've connected with so many people that I'm like, I am so excited for what's going to come in the next, you know, 10 years of, of my career as an entertainer, you know, like being able to, invest in these stories that need to be seen, that should be seen, um, and should be shared, um, written by and with, and for these communities and for the world worldwide. Um, so it's fun. It's, it's, it's been a journey. So, but I'm excited overall. <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm just, I'm reflecting on, because I went to stage school and I went, I was like fully like, I'm going to be an actor. Like my three, my three jobs I wanted as a kid, I wanted to be an artist, I wanted to be an actor and I wanted to be a rat catcher. They were like my three things. A rat I think catcher? I kind of feel like I'm all of them as a spoken word artist, you know? Yeah. I feel nice. like I catch the rats in the world through, nice. <laughs> through nice. poetry and art, but yeah, rat catcher. Uh, but when I was in stage school, it was really interesting. It didn't feel like there was a place for queer voices outside of cis gay men. Mm. Um, and I felt like they were really given a space within theatre and within um, TV and drama, but just for any other voices, it just didn't seem to fit there. And I drifted out of that, um, out of that world into spoken word where there was just always space for the reticent voices and for the hidden voices and the silenced voices. Um, with with watching you what do I what am I saying here hang on I need to get my brain back in yeah there's other things that you talk about as well that I want to bring up because I feel like they're relevant to my community who listen and they're definitely relevant to me so the other thing that you talk about um I haven't seen as much talk about recently, but it's like kink and sexuality and um, polyamory and mm-hmm. this side of self, right? So again, kinkster, definitely like reshaping relationships to work for me is definitely how I roll, right? And so how is it for you as someone, because those are taboo subjects, right? They're taboo. People don't like talking about them. Mm-mm. And putting ourselves out there when we are so reliant, like you talk about the hustle, right? When we're so, we're not like the kind of people who get a job and that's our job for the next 10 years. We get a job, it lasts a few months, maybe a year or two, and then we have to get hired by, and we have to get constantly hired, constantly taken up. And so what is it for you, that journey? Because for me, what I really want to bring with this podcast is the the truth of talking about ourselves in the world, bringing our truth out into the world without shame. And, um, what has the journey been like for you and what does it mean to you to talk about topics like that that are so taboo um, when there is actually high stakes? Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's funny because I had this conversation with my therapist a couple weeks ago um, just because as things are um, uh, hyping up on my career. I've been a little bit like low key gay panic like, Oh my gosh, what's going to happen? You know, like there's a lot more eyes on me that I'm like used to. And it's like, not just eyes. Uh, I'm used to having my community have eyes on me and I'm like all in there, but it's like, it's going to be a lot of people that 
are not from the community at all, like any community, and then just like going to be paying attention to me. So I was like, what do I do? Um, what happens now? Uh, and it's been super scary because I, I do come with a lot of um, industry baggage and I've had to like break a lot of that. Um, even, I mean, I was seven, eight years ago when I came out as a lesbian, um, I was terrified to go public because I was scared of losing uh, a job. I was scared of like not getting work. And that's when the, my brain started being like, that's really messed up that I'm afraid of being who I am because of opportunities. Right. So that's when I was like, this is why representation matters. This is why it's important to see yourself on screen because it helps me and it helps other folks to be like, Oh, I can be that. I can be who I am. And, and still you know, exist in this society because you deserve to exist in society as you are. Um, and I did that. And then I came out as non-binary and also was stressed about that as well. Cause I was like, one thing is being a lesbian. Another thing is being non-binary. And this is such a binary thing. Like, what do I do? And then I was like, F it, I'm going to do whatever I want. And then I'm just going to break all the rules. And then, um, because at the time I was in a very, um, I was in a monogamous relationship and a very long-term uh, relationship. And then that ended and I started questioning my relationship structure and what I wanted in a partnership or partnerships. And um, I was like, what does that look like, you know, eventually? And then uh, I was like, well, you know, maybe I'll never, you know, uh, it's great. You know, like I'll just keep having different partners or multiple partners and it's like, fine, no one will ask any questions and it's great. But then the way my career has shifted in the past year and will continue to shift in, in the next couple of years, um, I was like panicking a little bit because the industry is so fixated on like knowing who you're going out with and like what's happening and who you come to events with and all that stuff. And I was like, panicking again. Cause I was like, what do I do? And then my therapist was like, do not give them that power. Just show up as yourself. Come like show up with your, with one partner one day, two partners on the same time one day show up to in. And, and then if they ask any questions, you just answer, I'm solo poly. And, and then that's that they can deal with it later. They can figure it out on their own, but you don't have to explain anyone, anything to anyone. You can just like continue to be who you are and show up as yourself. Um, to anything. And I was like, it's, this is like over and over. I can't, constantly, every time like a new thing comes out and it's like, I have to just, I got to just do it, you know? And then, and then if they ask questions, just answer, uh, you know, one sentence, one word, and then that's it. They can Google it. They can figure it out. And then for the people who are poly, they're going to be like, fuck yeah, they get it. And the people that are not poly are going to be like, what is that? And then I'm going to be like, Google it. <laughs> Check it <Yeah>. out. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. And I hear that. But the, the, the fear is real, right? The fear mm -hmm. is real. But when you, when you were talking and you were saying, you know, the, the first time you came out lesbian and then you came out as non-binary and I see, I mean, I wasn't there with you for that whole journey, but I see that the more you've been yourself, the more you've been surrounded by people who are, drawn to the self that you are right like if I had just watched these thems and you weren't on some level expressing a part of yourself in that character you know because I think that's what we do when we're acting we have mm -hmm. to bring ourselves into the characters 100 uh, and then I followed you and I saw you on your socials being yourself showing these things and I was like fuck yes I want more of that I want to be closer to this in my, like I already have a lot of that in my life but like that makes me want to have you in my circle of like 
Instagram feed. <laughs> this Instagram I love it. I love it. I'm I'm super inspired by um by Lil Nas X. I feel like that's like the energy that I'm gonna be bringing. Uh, I mean, everything right now is like still sort of at home, and I'm in a production right now, so I don't really have time to do anything outside of that. Um, but but I feel like it's like that's the energy. Just like show up and do the damn thing, and then if people freak out, let them freak out, and you just continue being yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. And what I am, um, interestingly, when you were talking about, about it, there's something that, I mean, I'm, I'm one of these, like, I kind of fiercely call out the patriarchy the whole fucking time. I cannot not see it. And, um, and when you were talking about, you know, the, you know, it's one thing to come out as, as, as like a lesbian, another thing to come out as non-binary, but to then bring that other stuff forward. And I was, and I had in my brain went, but I know so many quite famous gay cis men who are very overt about their sexuality, very overt about their relationships, very overt about kink, very overt. And they can be like can they can be that because it fits the accepted patriarchal identity of what is allowed. Mm. And anyone who fits that side of that, especially people um, like socialized or raised or socially perceived as female or women at some point in their life, it's just not allowed at all. And I think that I just want, I just want to fucking rip it apart. I want when I just, I'm like looking at you talking, I'm like, yes, yes. Like go to those shows with your two lovers. Do it. It's going to be a journey. I mean, again, it hasn't happened yet, but it's one of those, like, it's going to happen at some point and it's just going to be like what it is. So, <laughs> but I'm excited. I was originally just like, maybe I'll just never go to any events. I'll just go always by myself and then call it. I truly was just like, it, no, 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 no. And then my, my she was like, um, this is the same thing that happened to you when you first came out as this and then came out as that. Like, just don't give them the power. Don't like boycott yourself because of what the industry expects of you. Just keep, keep breaking the rules. And I was like, bless you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've had not to the same extreme, but you know, as a performer and going out to events and, um, so much I'm going to be interviewing them for this podcast as well. Um, my partners, uh, Bowie and Zay, we were like a thruple, right? And to go places yes. as a thruple, it really, it really fucks with people. It really does. They don't know what to do. They really don't know what to do. And they see you three of you kissing together and they're like, mind blown. They just That's don't amazing. get it. And they don't know what to do with it. And so you get the plus one. And I'm like, hey, can I have plus two? They're like, well, why? I'm like, well, I'm not going to pick one out of my two partners. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's beautiful. I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. And so I'm, I just want to, I'm just here celebrating you basically. I just want to like, if you, any of that, if you ever, ever get one of those moments in your brain where you're like, shit, I don't know if I should go. I've got this show. I've got this premiere. Who am I taking? I don't know what to do. Just message me and I'll just be like your like pocket cheerleader. Like go Vico, take them, take them all. I'll come too. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. I'll turn up with a fucking strap, you know, I'll be like, yes, I will say, I like that. Just like, um, can I get a plus two? And they're like, what? And I was like, I'm not going to choose one out of my partners. Like fucking let me take them all. They all deserve to be there. That's amazing. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. And they don't always do it, but it's good. To but of course, it's always good to have the option. That's the thing. And that, that comes to say also, like, it's always like plus one. And it's like, what if it's plus two? What if it's plus three? You know? 
What if it's no plus? We've had a whole thing here with um, in Australia with lockdown and intimate partners, and it hasn't affected me because my current relationship is, you know, we're open, but we're kind of the only ones in each other's worlds and have been for a while now. But, like, there are other people really close to me in my life who have multiple intimate partners and um, quite a lot of people in my life. And they had it was really hard, actually, because the, the, the social dialogue here in, with lockdown in Australia was for all of last year, and, and right now we're in lockdown as well, you can, can only leave your house for four things. So grocery shopping, exercise, um, doctors, and now vaccines. Um, and, or caregiving, sorry, caregiving as well. And you can go out for a vaccine. And they can only, you can only be out for an hour at a time if you're just shopping or, or, or wow. exercising. And other than that, the only people you can see is your intimate partner. And so there's a lot of people who didn't fit within the normal, you know, kind of, monogamous heteronormative lifestyle people friends of mine who are aces who couldn't couldn't quite you know well how do I fit with intimate partner I have friends mm-hmm. can I have an intimate partner or do they count as a bubble buddy like That's what, what interesting is interesting rule interesting yeah and so partners friends who've had two partners and feel like they have to either break the law or break relationships Oof. and and it's like it's such a hard it's such a hard position to be in. And it's I get so I kind intense. of get, I get it from the governmental side. Like they're just going within the frameworks they know, trying to create rules to fit as many people. Mm-hmm. But for those of us who sit outside it, it's really quiet. There were some I, I seen it really tumultuous. Some really wild rules that were done in the beginning. I mean, from st- hearing you still in the pandemic, but like in the beginning, a couple of like Latin American countries had like uh, very binary, like men are allowed to leave at this time and women are at this time, and it was like a whole thing. And it's like trans and non-binary people were like, um, excuse you, uh what am I going to do? What am I supposed to do with this rule? Like men are supposed to what? Like it was a whole, they're just government really sometimes does things. And I'm just like, y'all, I shouldn't be surprised at this point, but it's still sometimes I'm just like, dang. (laughs) How exactly does separating the population by gender prevent a pandemic from spreading? No idea. I think in their brain, because they're still seeing everything, not not only very binary, but very heteronormative. It's like if all the men leave at the same time to like go for a walk and all the women go out for a walk, you know, and we separate them, they won't, you know, try to mate. I feel like that's like in what their thought process might have been. And it's like so dumb. It's so dumb. Uh. I don't, I'm not going to, uh, maybe I should, um, my, my brain went to a really happy place with the idea of it being only certain types right? of people on the street. Honestly, it's, it's like, it's like, you know, that's uh, dividing us like that doesn't really stop things from happening. If that's, if that's what you're super concerned about. Um, yeah, they're, uh, yeah. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. <laughs> So we are, we are coming close. I'm blushing. I'm going to name it for those of you who can't hear. I'm blushing horrifically. I do this and I'm, I enjoy it. I enjoy my blush. So for those of you who can't see the video right now, this is Fleecy's blushing voice. Um, we are coming to the end of our hour. <laughs> We're coming to the end of our hour now. Um, but I th- I would love to ask you, for people out there who are struggling to live the version of themselves that they know inside, whatever that is about them. Um, They're struggling to voice that through their voice, through their body, through how they move, through what they wear, through what they say, through the jobs that they take, through the money that they spend, like whatever way it is of expressing themselves they're struggling with. 
as someone who's so, I mean, you've beautifully voiced the challenges that you have in that, but as someone who still is out there doing it, what would you say to those people? Hmm. Hang in there. I feel like give yourself space. Um, there is no rush. I know that sometimes when you see people being able to do it, there's like a, I have to do it too. But if it doesn't feel safe yet, like it's okay. You know, I think at the end of the day, when you go to bed, like that's, that's you still, right. Even if you have to do certain things, uh, Uh, to keep yourself safe that doesn't feel authentic, it's still you there. Underneath all of that, it's still you. And when you look at yourself in the mirror and you look at yourself in the eyes, your soul, like your energy, that's still there, very much alive. And just because you aren't able to express it verbally or physically or in your job doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. So hang in there. And the time when it does feel safe and it feels good will arrive. Boom. And that's the gentle right there. That's the gentle of the fifth gentle. Thank you. I love that. (laughs) You imagine if I would be like, suck it, do 10 push-ups, sweat it off, you can do it. Hold the system. (laughs) Very different Um, take. (laughs) And coming coming up um, in your... Let's let's bring people, if people are interested in you, which they fucking should be, let's be honest. I mean, I don't know anyone who shouldn't be interested in you, Vico. Um, how, how would they get, um, how would they find you? I'm going to put the links to your socials in the show notes so people can find you there. But other than these Zems, which I think, is it still on Outfest at the moment? Yes, these Zems is available on outfestnow.org. I believe um, the whole first season. I think we're filming. We're trying to film the second season later this year, um, and I'm assuming it'll probably come out next year on summertime. Um, that is, if we are able to do it. In, I was trying to slide in with Gretchen to see if I could get a part. I was yeah. like, "Hey, next time you shoot, bring me over. I'm so down to be involved. Yo. I want to be in it." I mean, I haven't read the new a draft of the second season, but there there's like some parts that could potentially be done over you know, it, remotely. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm like, I'm so down. I'm like, so down. I was watching that show going like, I want to be in this show. Like if there's a reason for me to go back to acting, this is the show yes. to go back. That's so <laughs> rad. That'll be so cool. <laughs> Um, um, so uh, and I highly recommend if anyone is uh, confused by anything that we have said in this uh, episode, if anything around the gender or the sexuality stuff especially is confusing to you, um, which is completely understandable because it's not talked about enough in society or culture. So if you haven't been exposed to this stuff, that's fine. Um, I highly recommend watching these thems as a really lighthearted and um, kind of like we take the piss out of ourselves. They take the piss out of ourselves as a community a lot, but in a really caring and gentle and loving way. And mm-hmm. so if you want to understand a bit more about um breaking out of gender binary about sexuality and about um like a more poly or open open relation relating style highly recommend watching these thems yeah um and it, what else what else is there that we can see you in vico tell us and so this there's something about zombies i was Coming gonna say like if this episode will come out in mid uh august 15th right yeah cool cool um uh, around then then uh, yes, I'm going to show on Amazon Prime video called Soldados or Zombies, uh, S-O-Z, Soldiers or Zombies. It is a Spanish show with some English in there. I play uh, Sergeant Valencia from the U.S. 
army. Uh, I speak both languages because I'm the one that translates a lot of things for the U.S. and Mexico. Uh, so you see a lot of a little bit of that. Um, and yeah, that'll be available on Amazon Prime um, now. And, uh, and speaking I'm to that, you asked for your character to be non-binary, didn't you? Yes, 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 yes. I almost threw up when I did that, but I did it. Um, and uh, <laughs> I remember that conversation very well because uh, I read the whole series and I was like, I'm used to working on so many queer content things or if it's not queer specifically, my character is queer in some regard. And, uh, when I read the whole show, I was like, Oh, I thought this character was going to be queer, but it isn't. Um, and then I was like, well, you already hired me. So do you just want to do it? Like, should we just go ahead and do it? <laughs> it doesn't need to be like a big deal. You don't have to make a new episode that like talks about their identity. You can just literally have them be the same, that it has been and just exist in this show like anyone else and that their issues have nothing to do with their identity. So it's like literally keep it as is. I tweaked two things in the, uh, in the script to, uh, not address pronouns. They were a little freaked out. It was, this was like two and a half years ago. They were a little freaked out about they, them. And I was like, okay, so how about we don't use they, them or he, him or she, her, and then we just use Valencia as like, you know, it's a soldier. So people get used, use the last name for everyone there. So I was like, this works out. And for the bits where some of the other soldiers like would address me instead of being yes, ma'am, they'll be like, yes, sir. And I was like, all right, let's fucking do this. Um, so they were like, yes, let's do that. So I'm curious to see how that's going to how that's going to pan out when, when <laughs> I just got really excited as you're talking there, because I know, we, I know we're closing up. Can I just take another five minutes of your time? Yeah, absolutely. Oh my God. Wait, what is it? What is this obsession with making issues with identity? It's like, if there's somebody out there with anything that breaks from the like able heteronormative monogamous, it, fucking norm in quotes then we have to have like a whole separate episode to like or a whole book about it and it's like fuck just put the character in there just put me in there i just want to be in there i want to watch a show and do you know what fucking she-ra does it so well i want to watch a show where there's two dads and it doesn't get mentioned once that it's weird that's great give me that i want that because yep. as long as we are still talking about how it's weird as long as we're still focusing on the bullying it's still going to be bullied about Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Ooh, mm-hmm. That's why I was like, this is the perfect opportunity. I was like, this is great because like, it's like never mentioned. And like, we just, we just, all we have to do as like a production is to acknowledge that that is indeed a non-binary character and then move on, you know, like that's all really needs, that needs to get done. Um, so, and, and it does, I mean, like for whomever sees it, who's queer, it's going to be a quick clock. And then whomever who sees it, who's not queer, it might take like a second, but that's okay. You know, like everyone's got their own timeline and their own journey. Um, but I'm excited because I think this will be like the first, like openly Latina, like non-binary person in a, in a Latin show. So we'll, we'll see how, how, how that pans out. Um, but I'm excited because I know so many like uh, Caribbean, Latina, uh, trans, non-binary folks that are going to be like, this is so cool. So I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> That's, it's so worth good. everything. So good. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 So uh, I'll take the links to the show notes and put them in there for you. I've just realized that I don't think my headphones 
have been working properly. So I think I've got a horrible feeling that this has recorded all the audio. Through, I don't know. I'm just really hoping that this episode, I'm just going to go to the podcast, the podcast deities, and just pray that this episode is recorded properly because it was just such a good conversation. Well, um, I definitely can hear you. So yeah. I don't know if that. <laughs> yeah, I, but I just realized that I'm not hearing through my headphones. I'm hearing from the computer. Oh, so, interesting. Um, sound person, Rory, I love you. How, whatever you do to make this work. I will, I will reward you in all the ways that you want to be rewarded. Amazing. Um, <laughs> um, so thank you, you beautiful creature, um, for being here and chatting to us about this stuff. Um, I will put, if you, I've got all the links, I think, for you already, and I'm going to put them in the show notes if people want to follow you and find out more about you. Um, yep. Is there anything else you'd like to say before we close up? Um, if you're interested in, uh, learning, oh, I, I guess like ASL, but I, I, I feel like it, what's your, um, mm, I don't know who can teach in that. Um, but if you're interested in American sign language, you can go to queer ASL. They're on Instagram. They're super rad. Um, they have an incredible community and, um, they do classes. It's every, uh, it's eight week classes, um, once a week, a couple of hours. And it's like super rad. I love them. Um, uh, and I'm hoping to go to Canada soon and like visit them in Vancouver. Cause I think that would be really cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, stay hydrated. It's also <laughs> I've just written a note here to put in the show notes, the link to the Auslan, um, community that I did my lessons with. Dope. Yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Great. Awesome. Thank you so much, Vika. I am going to stop the recording in one second and I just want you to know that you, you Vika, should hang around a bit longer. Yes, 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 yes. absolutely. Um, but beautiful beings out there in the world listening to this episode. Thank you. I hope this episode has recorded properly and thank you for being here and watching me. Stay yourself and stay strong. I love you all. You've been listening to Fierce, Gentle, The Courageous Voice podcast, hosted by myself, Fleecy Malay, and music and editing done by Rory McDougall. If there's anything you've heard in this podcast that you like the idea of, check out the show notes below for links. And if you want to see this podcast continuing, please consider joining me over on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Fleecy.